the primary aim is where you pick a date in the future and you describe everything that's going on in your world that day, physically, financially, spiritually, relationship-wise. And man, it, it's, it's the happiness factor. It's getting intentional about what you want. All, all planning processes, I believe, should start with that because yeah. your business is there to support you. Hey everyone, welcome back to another great episode of Out of the Hourglass, a podcast channel presented by Nolan Consulting Group. Today's episode brings back Kevin Nolan and Brian Nolan for another installment of Business is Messy, a series that focuses on dealing with the everyday challenges that comes about with owning, managing, or working in business. Kevin and Brian unpack the challenges and happenings at Nolan Painting, as well as share an inside look at a recent adventure the two experienced that really brought operational challenges full circle. Business is messy. Eat the problems for breakfast. Out of the Hourglass is a podcast channel dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals, develop high-performing teams, and build sustainable growth. It's time to get out of the hourglass. Okay, Kevin, welcome back to Business is Messy. I don't know, this is like episode four or or five. It's always fun bantering with my brother. Uh, we I, did spend I, a lot of time bantering together, Bri. We we just uh, we just had uh, four days, actually five, including travel to Lake Placid of uh, bantering back and forth as we did what was called Source to City, a three hundred mile uh, adventure race uh, from Lake Placid uh, to Manhattan Battery Park. Uh, all of um, hiking, biking, kayaking, and running. And it was crazy. Well, you um, had to remind me, Brian, you just said race. You had to remind me that it was not a race. They called that it a race. It, that was, it, was, it was an endurance event. Endurance event, adventure, it, endurance it, adventure. If it was a race, you would have lost because you came in after me, but that's okay. We, we won't talk much about that. I waited call. for you a lot, Brian. I waited for you a lot. <laughs> we waited for Brother Michael, but we did. We, we kept did. falling. Kept falling. We but we'll, we'll get that, that later because there was a lot of takeaways from that trip. Yeah, leadership type, type things that we both observed and, in fact, gave feedback both in person and online, which is where messy often happens. Yes. Online reviews. But first, uh, let's check in with Nolan Painting uh, as you enter the really this this beautiful week here, beautiful fall season. Um, uh, it doesn't seem like you have many messes going on, on right now. Yesterday, you told me you were doing some radio advertisements. Kevin Nolan. Hi, I'm Kevin Nolan here. Hi, I'm Kevin uh, Nolan from Nolan Painting. Talk yeah, to us about so, that, Kevin. Yeah, I, did t- I taped four spots yesterday for Sports Talk Radio, two 30-second spots and two 20-second spots. And they'll start playing on Monday. And um, I did change the sort of the, my messaging. I've been trying to tweak it and change it all along. The, the concept is the grass is greener over here at Nolan Painting because everybody is sort of leaving their jobs and moving around because the grass is greener someplace than it is another place. So uh, we're trying to focus more on, on money and benefits because that's how people originally look at whether the grass is greener, money. Yeah, you know, and I've said to, to a lot of people that this is not all bad because um, I, I do think it's raising the level of compensation for a technical worker in trades in you know, general. Yeah, I absolutely. Think, How are you going to recruit people to a job that never pays more than $20 yeah. an hour? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and you also have the opportunity to charge customers more. So the model yes. 
in general is still holding that you can charge more. So do, by the way, if you are a salesperson God. listening, um, do, do not get stuck in all prices. There, there is demand. And when there's a recession, you're lower prices. So there's not. So right. raise them and get good at it. Right. Well, so we're booked to the end of the year. We don't, we don't see us doing any discounting this winter, which would probably be the first time in my 40 years I didn't have to give a discount to get work in the middle of the winter. Mm. So you're absolutely right. Um, people want it done. They're willing to pay for it. I know that's sort of the way I'm acting. I, I just uh, I ordered a shed. I've been trying to get a shed for a year. I ordered a shed. It's the exact same shed that I bought for my cabin in the mountains, exact same one. And it's going to cost 1400 more. And I said, do it. Right. right. I just want the shed. I'm sick and tired of waiting. Yeah. You know, so you've always spent a lot of money on marketing and advertising. And what what you've done over the last year is you have shifted that money clearly towards recruiting. And uh, this uh, grass is green over here. Come over here. Yes. It's good over here. Yeah. Culture's good. Money's good. Talk to us about how you're doing that more about, you know, high well, school, I, I, those type I things. said, I, the culture piece is something that's in me, right? I mean, it's in you and me, Brian, we're big culture people. That's what we kind of want to build businesses around, not around money. I mean, we've done that. We've seen the uh, first break all the rules surveys, the Gallup surveys that say money's not the most important thing. You know, people, whether they respect their boss or whether they feel like their job has purpose, those are the real important things. And I don't, I don't think that's changed, but I do feel like there's been a shift and I think COVID has sort of, you know, moved it that way that people are making changes and they do know that it's an employee's market. In other words, you know, when it's a, when it's a buyer's market and a seller's market, well, right now it's an employee's market. They can determine where to go. I mean, if you decided you wanted to be a plumber, you could get a job at a plumbing I mean, if you decided that, that you wanted to do anything, you could get a job at it right now, mm. entry-level job. And the entry-level job is probably going to pay more than it ever did before. So good for them. I mean, like, you, like a lot of this class problem that we have in this country is that there's too much of a disparity between the rich and the poor. And we don't like when the government comes in and tells us that can't be the case. We don't right. want socialism. But what's wrong with market-driven forces that right. say we can charge you more money to do the work you don't want to do? And we're going to pay people more money to do it. Yeah, yeah. So and so and so, business is messy for people who are not adjusting. People, it's messy for people who aren't ad- adjusting how they recruit people, how they create a brand f- to be an employer, um, yep. how they don't pay more dollars. How are you going after high school kids? That's still one of your main focuses, right? Yeah, we haven't had a tremendous success in it yet, um, but it doesn't mean that I don't think it's the way to go. So we are going to have uh, develop our plan a little deeper this year. Last year was tough because of the pandemic. High schools were not in session, but uh, one of our salespeople has agreed to spend two days a week recruiting. Um, and that means he's going to visit a high school and try to get to know coaches, principals, assistant principals, guidance counselors, um, and find out how we can get in front of kids and also how we can get in front of parents. Cause I once again, have two thoughts on that. Um, I think parents want to hear the package that we offer. Um, right now we're offering a painter and we're saying a painter has to have one year experience painting, but we're offering a painter $20 an hour, two weeks paid vacation, five paid holidays, um, 401k and health insurance. 
you know, those are things that parents want to see. And so we're doing some, we want to do some marketing to households that have high school seniors. Um, and then obviously we want to get in front of high school seniors um, and spread the word to them that this is a wow. fun job. Pays uh, I, I think the parent approach here is um, really important because it's parents that say, hey, if you don't go to college, you're bad. Well, and they also say is the only option parents are saying this. They also say to their kids, they say, get up off the couch and go get a job, right? They'd say that too. So now they get a job and now Nolan Painting has created a brand in general in your marketplace, right? As a good company in general. Yes. And, and now, now you see that you can get 401ks and health insurance and leadership opportunities and learning pathways. So Marketing yourself to parents is actually um, a really smart approach. Well, we'll really. see if it works. Yeah. I know it, we've anecdotally, we've it's so good to see things where it's worked. Yeah, know. I'm sorry. I was just going to say it's, it's so good to see Kevin as still coming up with good ideas. As, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thanks. I, I, I got. I get worried that as he gets older, the ideas stuff. But he's still there. He's still there. <laughs> ideas come. He's still. In fact, uh, um, the new ideas have to come in this next year as we hit planning. So it's October 1st. It's the start of the fourth quarter. Um, and uh, maybe we can see a little further out than three months. Uh, pretty hard to see Probably. further out than, than, than six or seven months. Yeah. Uh, how is Noel Painting handling its planning assumptions this year for growth next year, for preparing for uh, going backwards to, you know, how are you planning, Kev? Well, you know, we're just getting started because this is the this is when we start putting the calendar together to start planning, you know, meetings in October, bringing in people that are involved in the different areas, HR, marketing um, and figuring out in field operations and just figuring out what everybody thinks is going to happen next year. Um, and I've been asking questions of my employees, like, what do you think is going to happen and what do you hear? And most of the people um, in the field and in sales say they can't see demand, you know, tapering off anytime soon. That's my sense. Yeah. So that's good. Um, yeah. And frankly, I don't think hiring could have been much worse for us this year. Right. Um, so uh, therefore, I'm fairly optimistic I can make it better. So those are, those are the two things that you sort of, those are the two levers, right? For growth is yeah. demand. And, and, and hiring and being able to supply, um, supply that demand. Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, lessons from the past would say, um, let's, let's take this thing, let's take, let's, let's take the wins that are at our back and uh, let's use that to build some reserves, uh, to raise prices, uh, to market towards employees. At the same time, I coach my clients to have a plan B, have a plan B, get ready to react quickly. I mean, as quick as COVID happened, I mean, it shut down in, in a week and all of a sudden, boom. Um, unfortunately, the government gave us a plan B with the PPP. Yeah. Uh, that, that may not be there. So I'm suggesting that uh, go for it, go for your vision, um, but have, a, have the ability to have a plan B budget. I've talked Absolutely. about this in the past. I mean- before COVID came that March, last March, um, our plan was the biggest plan we ever had. I mean, it had the most growth involved. It had the most hiring, the most expansion. Um, and obviously, you know, 10, 12 weeks later, 
it was, you know, ready to go to the shredder. Um, so you definitely have to have plan Bs. And certainly from a financial standpoint, um, socking away money is the most important thing you can do now or anytime, really. Um, but being careful how you spend money and how you borrow and not getting into debt, too much debt right now, because it's very uncertain. So um, yeah. it's walking that line that you just said. It's, it's going for it because you've got to go for growth. But it's also being having this idea. Well, what happens if? What's the risks, right? If it doesn't work out, um, yeah. what happens? What happens if you don't hit your feet in the street numbers? Then yeah. what kind of changes do you have to make in your overhead? Things like That's that. That's right. You know, you know, one of the things that I've always admired about you, Big Brother, is uh, your your uh, primary aim uh, capabilities, and um, the primary aim is where you pick a date in the future. It could be five years out, but you pick the date you want. And you describe um, everything that's going on in your world that day, physically, financially, spiritually, relationship-wise. And man, it, it's, it's the happiness factor. It's getting intentional about what you want. And um, all, all planning processes, I believe, should start with that because yeah. your business is there to support you. And so... Um, I don't. I don't believe we spend enough time, even even in summit, talking about this. And um, I mean, you've you've had a lot of very rewarding times, Kev, where you're like, "Wow, it's 2021. I just read my primary aim that I wrote five years ago." Bry, it, it it's happened. Some of this stuff, Kev. Well, what you kind really of know how to stroke to me, you? don't you? You know how to stroke me. I do. Then I beat you down again. I know. Yeah. So my primary aim just, um, I had one that expired, um, last week, um, on my 62nd birthday. Um, and it, it wasn't just words in the sky. There were actually physical things that happened, um, that were part of the plan. Um, you know, one of them is John Meyer became president of Nolan painting. So I, I feel literally a load off my back. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm still CEO and I still have lots to, be involved with, but it's less of a load. Um, and also, uh, we had our deferred comp payout plan, which basically means I don't have to ever work again. Um, I don't have to work anymore, but I want to. It's a different feeling again. Once again, the load off my back. Um, so this plan, this deferred comp plan, maybe you've heard us talk about it before. Um, basically, it was a date certain in the future, my birthday, a sum of money was going to be divided up between me and my management team. I got the bigger stake since I'm the owner. Um, the money was socked away week after week after week for the last five years. Uh, we achieved the desired amount that we, we wanted, um, and we divided it up last, um, last Tuesday. And like I said, my check was big enough that I, I you know, it put me over the top in terms of being able to retire. I don't have to work anymore. Financially, I could not work, um, but I do it because I want to. That's a whole different feeling than it used to be. So, totally, totally. you know, you, Kev, you you do still carry the load. I mean, I yeah. you carry the load in your uh, tractor on your on your farm. <laughs> Kevin spends most most days now really Get moving, the hell. Dirt, moving dirt from pile to pile. Yeah, renting. <laughs> this is most true. Days. Renting stump uh, grinders, and uh, we call Kevin now stick on stone. Because uh, he's he got obsessed with sticking on stone on his cabin, but he does still carry the load. It's just a different load. 
not quite as. No, no. Uh, I, I I've always liked, uh, you know, like Ronald Reagan. I like working on the ranch, um, <laughs> but I do my best thinking sometimes when I'm doing that stuff, and it is part of my work-life balance that we had talked about in our last podcast with Molly. And it's it's really it's a happy place for me working on my ranch or my cabin, and. Um, yeah, it helps me. It helps me stay balanced and focused. You know, I, you and I have talked a lot about what, you know, so what is your final mission here? And as I reflect on it, and I'm going to kind of riff here a bit, uh, two things occur to me that are really going to be needed in Nolan painting. Uh, the art of visioning and being, being, getting good at visioning um, and, and not just that, but inspiring from that vision. Uh, that, that is hard to replicate. And I think needs work like how do you vision secondly i think it's problem solving um becoming really good at problem solving i mean those are the two things that yeah um, the the second skill is probably easier than the first skill right right and you broke the first skill up in an interesting way which is really important it's not just visioning it's not i mean visioning it's basically then inspiring people about the vision Um, that's that might even be the hardest part how to move them, how to yeah. move them. So they like, oh my gosh, I want them. And, and that comes from creating urgency, um, yeah. which is making people understand their why, not just your why. Right. This isn't just Kevin Nolan's vision. Right. This is Nolan Painting's vision. And guess what? It's opportunity for all of us. Yeah. And doing that. And it, it sounds like it's going to be fun and exciting. So I want to come along. Exactly. I want to be part yeah. of that. Because right. if I go somewhere else and I work for, a boss who's just taskmaster. Um, and so it's emotional. Let's yeah, it's, it's basically back to what, what I said earlier. It's about making work have purpose. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. So, um, to that end, I, I do worry about that. So now I, I, do have, I do have the best visioning skills in the company and, and by a good bit. And mostly it's because I've developed them. There's been some innate, don't get me wrong, I'm, I happen to be a, you know, a little bit of a forward thinker, but really most of it is developed because I'm tasked with putting together a vision every year and, and years for the business. Um, so thankfully, I will continue to have that role for a number of years, and there's no fine light when that, that happens, when that changes. Um, the other one you mentioned, which is inspiring people on the vision, um, that takes a lot of energy, mission, vision, values, repeat, lots of meeting with the employees. And that's where I'm hoping my president, John Meyer, can, you know, help with that and ignite some of that. That, that repeat bit is key. And that yeah. one-on-one touching people yes. is key. It, it, it is not just saying it once. Um, and uh, so let's just talk about this, this idea moving forward here of Nolan Adventures um, which I think started with uh, re-engagement for growth. We call, first, we called it Operation Reignite, and that was way too uh, technical. Too, yeah, technical. And then we changed it to Summer of Fun, which was cool. Um, but then it became fall, and we want to keep some of it going. So we are, we've now called it Nolan Adventures, and um, we're looking to have an, a, pretty much an event most weekends, or if, not every, if not every weekend, certainly three out of the four weekends a, a month. And uh, we've continued to have them. Uh, last weekend, 26, 27 people went to Great Adventure Amusement Park. So that was a, was a win. Um, the week before, uh, we did skeet shooting. Uh, a little disappointed. I, 
I had 15 slots for skeet shooting and only 10 of them were taken. Um, and that was so much fun. I went and I used a shotgun and uh, that's always fun. So I'm always sort of surprised what makes people interested and what doesn't. Um, but we're going to repeat the ones obviously that have been successful. Um, and the ones not so, you know, some of the ones have not been so successful and we'll, we'll scale them back, but, um, it's a relatively inexpensive way. It really is relatively inexpensive way to keep people engaged and to continue to work on that culture piece. And I know when I get to go, I get to talk to people in a different non-paint related, non-technical, not house painting way. And that's how you create some bonds. I think you, you said something important, continue to work on that culture piece. Yes. And so, you know, how is it that you're working on culture uh, to make culture a thing? You know, this year I've, I've kind of, I've had some like super realizations that um, we need to make change a thing. How do we change as a business? And we need to make culture a thing. Culture, a rock. How do we intentionally work on that? Uh, and so uh, looks like this evening you have an Oktoberfest at your yes. office. Uh, what a great night for it. Yeah, the weather be great. We got live music, German beer, Oktoberfest, bratwursts, um, pumpkins, the whole bit. It'd be a good time. So, so let's end where we started. Let's go back yes. to the amazing trip that we can't recommend. Uh, yeah. back, in, back in February, Michael, our brother, said it, it, it was snowing and we had been housebound with COVID for the better part of a year. Yep. He sent us this email about something called a rat race, which was uh, a source to city adventure 300 miles from uh, north of Albany into Manhattan. And um, boy, it came with a video of like, dun, 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 you too can do this. And yeah, it was exciting. Jumped on board, paid a lot of money. <laughs> that was part of the disappointment, I think, ultimately. And we thought we had... We had a um, company that was going to guide us safely, and we just had to provide the endurance and the grit, right, Kev? And, yeah. And so we, we spent a summer of working out. I mean, uh, you and I, Kev, did tons of very, very long bike rides, 70-mile yeah. bike rides, 80-mile bike rides. Yeah. We were, for our age, we were ready. Yep. And then um, what happened, Kev? Well, you know, we, we sensed that their organizational skills were not 100% where we needed them to be from kind of from the get-go, from their emails and things like that. And um, so it basically started with a lot of um, mistakes, problems that they didn't try to rectify. Um, and it basically started by being two hours and 40 minutes late. And leaving, no apology. And no, apology. no apology. Leaving us in a parking lot at the JFK long-term parking in the sun with other members of our, of the group that we hadn't even met yet. So that was an interesting way to meet them all in frustration while we waited. Um, and when the guy showed up, he complained about traffic. And then I reminded him the saying that I heard had from a coach, which is the only excuse for being late is poor planning. Uh, you, myself and Dan, my son-in-law, we left early. We left at 7 a.m to be there by 11, because why? Because often there's traffic. Um, and we happened to make it in a little of about two hours. So there wasn't that much traffic for us that day, which caused us to be there even earlier than we'd planned um, and waiting and waiting and waiting. Um, and then, I mean, one thing after another, right, Brian? Just one thing after another. Yeah, I another. mean, this was a real, real story and business is messy for this company 
um, where good, good intentions, but uh, the leader had never done the course before. Uh, the leader had a crew um, that didn't have the itinerary of what was going on. Um, I ended up having a coaching session with the crew that night at dinner. I pulled them aside and told them how disappointed. Well, that was after were. I read him the riot act. Yeah. So. And then I, I sort of gave it, here's what you need to do going forward. Yeah. And then he said to me, you know what? I'm going to tell my team, they better step up. And then I reminded him of uh, QBQ accountability. I said, first thing you need to do to your team is apologize um, because you did not set them up to succeed. And in fact, his team were good people, right, Kev? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they were nice people. And um, I think, you know, Two out of the three were great people. Um, but um, yeah, they, I mean, just to continue some of the mishaps, like we didn't get fed for the whole first day until 7 p.m. that night. So uh, we did an 18 mile hike with no food. 5,000 vertical feet up. Uh, yeah, the only food yeah. we had were a couple of granola bars that we brought along with us. If I and, eat one more protein bar, I'm going to probably lose it. <laughs> so when we got out of the woods at, at quarter to seven, um, I was hangry. I was very hangry. Um, and, you know, just all kinds of things. Like you said, they didn't do the course before. How do you send people on a journey that you've never done before and, you know, not prepare them properly? We were supposed to forge this river um, to, to stay on the path. And the water had been gushing because of the storms. And um, we had a choice to walk back a quarter mile to cross over this bridge or to what they call bushwhack um, and for like a mile and a half. Well, we bushwhacked, um, we got lost. And uh, I remember thinking all kinds of leadership lessons. Yeah, well, here he was, his, he was an hour into his first day, this guy, this guy leading the expedition and his entire team of 12 people, uh, his entire you know, group um, were in the woods, basically thick, thick woods, lost. Stick of I mean, bushes. Yeah. Vines, uh, uh, for, falling into for an hour and a half. Um, and so then when we came out of the woods, finally, we met some folks, uh, and they had left uh, an hour later than us. They managed to have breakfast, leave an hour later from us. Uh, and they were where we were. They found so, an easy way to cross the river. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we took the hard route. So I, I thought about the risks that a leader takes and, uh, and then the uh, communication once that, that, that happened. Um, and then we started this big ascent with no food. Um, and then it got worse the next day or several days after with, uh, we, we did a 120 mile bike ride in traffic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, but it was dangerous. If you were to search Google and search the same location we were going to, they would give you a bike route. We didn't take the bike route. No, we <laughs> took car nine highway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for 120 miles. Yeah. And I, I blessed myself when we finished because I was so thankful that me and my brothers arrived safely and yeah. no one got killed. Seriously, horns hawking. Um, so we learned a lot um, about communication, about the culture. Everybody got into to the van after day one. All his customers livid. He had totally no clue. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's messy for them. It's messy for them, rat race, because yeah. they did not adequately well, plan. I had just been on a trip about them about three weeks earlier with REI, REI Adventures. Um, and they, I had not a complaint, not a single complaint. I mean, everything was perfect, well thought out, customer focused, 
wonderful, wonderful trip. Um, and this was, so I knew I, that that's what I expected. It was comparable money, you know, I mean, there, there was a lot of money involved here between us all. Um, and so I had higher expectations for basically the amenities, the yeah. hotels were weak, everything was weak. So then when we, when it was over, the trip was over. Um, I waited a couple of days for a couple of reasons. One, just to see if my, um, disappointment with, with the outfitter was, would, would somehow temper. Um, also I wanted to see whether the company would reach out to me, you know, that, that thing that, that most good companies do nowadays, they send you that email that says, how did it go on a scale of one to 10? What's the likelihood you'd refer us to a family or friend? And, you know, you get these all the time. I, you know, I get them from my bank. I get them from pretty much all these experiences I have with, with organizations and nothing happened. Nothing came from the, from the headquarters. And I, well, so I waited three days and I finally went online and posted a review. It was a fair review. Um, and I titled it exactly what we, what you just said before, our amazing trip that I can't recommend. Um, yeah. cause it was an amazing trip. I just, can't recommend anybody going through that again. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I did get a little addicted to the endurance uh, piece of it, and no question, we'll we'll look to do an endurance event next year. It, but I'll be real careful about the safety situation around it. Yeah. I, I remember before leaving, by the way, Kev, I, I, I went downstairs in the basement and I took out all of my crisis letter, my will. Yeah. Um, life insurance, passwords. Well, you were worried about having a heart attack because you were so out of shape. I, I wasn't. <laughs> I, I was, in fact, I, I think I'd say I was, I was in the best bike shape of the team. Yes. Uh, I, was worried about, I was worried about getting killed. Uh, and yeah. so I put it next to a cabinet. I, I didn't tell Agnes that, but had I not come home, it would have been easy to find. Right. And, and so that was the other message is uh, you never know what life's going to bring you. And do you have a plan? It even talked about the future of my business and all those things. So um, anyway, it got well, messy you're right. for them. I mean, there, so it took up a lot of mental space, the whole planning for the trip, the training for the trip. Uh, the week before, it's all I could think about. You know, even a few days later, it still occupies a huge space in my mind, um, which is all good. All good. It is. But, but it's, there is a bit of a hole that needs to be filled, and we're going to look for some other adventure. Um, maybe not quite so adventurous, um, <laughs> but another adventure nonetheless. Um, right. So. Good, Kev. Kev, that's good stuff. Always Great. fun to riff with you on, on your business and how it applies to life. And, uh, we look and you're right. To business is messy. Even, even when it's not so messy, it, it gets messy. But um, we, did, we definitely saw an opportunity. We saw, I saw a bigger mess. <laughs> I have. So that's it good. Was, it was like watching a movie gone bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One bad so, decision uh, after another. Okay. Luckily until, we make good ones. until next time, have a great day out there shoveling dirt with your tractor and moving stones. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good life, Kev. All right. I'm going back Take to work care. now. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group, a nationwide business consulting firm with coaches located around the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for a future episode? We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.